Welcome to Personal Podcaster, the place where you learn how to create a podcast to develop your career. I'm your host, Angela Chong. Welcome back to another episode of Personal Podcaster. Today, I am joined by Samuel Cheong. Samuel, it's so great to have you on the show. Hey, Angela. So awesome to be on your show. And uh, thanks so much for inviting me to be uh, a guest on this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. We were just talking about how the LinkedIn sphere is very small, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though yeah. there's so many people. Um, and so... I've seen you in in the marketing circles I've been running in on LinkedIn, and I thought you would be a perfect person to talk to because you recently started uh, your own podcast. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, actually being more active on LinkedIn. Um, I would say it's been a journey like the last two years, um, writing every day online, uh, growing my network. Um, and I think this year, I decided to double down on LinkedIn. Um, and when I mean double down, I literally, I mean, posted every day, but I think in April or March or something, I can't remember the dates now, they all jumble up, but um, started to post twice a day. And, uh, you know, around the same time, I started to uh, started a podcast as well. And yeah, I mean, it's been great. I think it's another, <laughs> in, in air quotes, job, but I feel that uh, it's just, it's been giving me a lot of, um, you know, returns back uh, on this little uh, side project. Oh, that's awesome. So great. Yeah, you've, you've started early March with your podcast. You've been in marketing for a while, so I'm excited to dive in. The first question, just going to ask, because this is the main question for season two, how has podcasting developed your career, even in the last couple of months? Well, I, you know, I've been doing podcasting for like three months I would say now, um, but the idea has been percolating like last year and um, it's been actually, um, you know, you it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you have in your head, right? And you feel like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I start it? When am I going to start it? <laughs> and you kind of like um, um, productively procrastinate on it. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that you're thinking about it and you're planning it, but you're not actually doing anything about it. And I think podcasting is one of those things that I quite enjoy listening to. Um, I used to work a company where the office was easily an hour away. Um, and, you know, what you do when you're driving for at least an hour away uh, commuting, it's uh, just listening to podcasts and I can just like churn through so many episodes like <laughs> in a week, right? So so it's always been um, something that I have, I've benefited a lot myself, right? Podcasting and, and so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much when I, you know, early this year, I decided to double down on LinkedIn and I wanted to really add a different dimension and not just like focus uh, on posting, but what can I do to um, advance myself? And I think, you know, I've been thinking about personal branding and um, how to grow myself. Um, some really good advice uh, that people gave uh, me was to really put myself out there online. Yeah, and podcasting became kind of like, okay, you know, if I'm going to differentiate myself from the rest, um, I should give a, you know, give podcasting a go, right? And 
well, I've been researching, I've, you know, I've got uh, so many articles I found online and YouTube videos, you know, people like Pat Flynn, um, who's got a lot of good content around podcasting. And I, I am the kind of person that um, I think uh, and process things out loud. I think I make my best decisions when I'm talking to someone, right? So, so I just reached out to a few people. I think Mason was one of those guys and he was really great that he was willing to actually hop on the chat with me. Uh, it wasn't really with an intention that, you know, I'd like to start a podcast. But yeah, I think in that conversation, he just kind of shared his own journey and, and say, look, you know, if you wanted to grow your career or, you know, um, podcasting is the way to go. And yeah, I think after that call, this was in January, I, well, we went out and buy a mic, uh, bought a mic, you know, recorded a trailer episode, you know, put together a little kind of like, what do you call it? Album art <laughs> on uh, Canva. And just, yeah, just use Anchor and launch the first trailer episode. And, and I'm in, right? So with that first kind of like, you know, it's out there. Um, I didn't promote it, but I know it's my commitment to start something, to start a podcast. And so, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. <laughs> ah, I love that, Samuel. That's so great. Well, season one was very focused on beginning a podcast, especially for people, for young professionals or for folks who were um, career changing. And something I repeatedly said was just begin, just start simple, simply begin because that's, you're right. I mean, I had thought about starting a podcast for a very long time and then was like, I just have to do it <laughs> at some yes, point. You right. just have to go out there. So yeah, love that story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I, I don't think I answered your question uh, necessarily because it's still early days, right? Like, and you know, I, I know uh, in my heart that it will benefit me uh, professionally and personally. Um, I'm just waiting, you know, for it to just kind of like, you know, uh, keep going with it and see how far, you know, it can, it can take me. But um, I don't have actual numbers or, you know, I, I cannot say that I've got a promotion because of it. But for sure, I've, I've already started to benefit, you know, just by talking to all the smart people on my podcast. <laughs> ah, yes. Well, why don't you go into that a little bit more? How, how have you... Um... What are the direct benefits that you've seen so far? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as I said earlier, one of the ways I, I personally learn and grow is when I speak to people, like I process things out loud. And yeah, it's probably annoying talking to me because I, I will say a lot of things, but that's just my way of thinking and, and kind of decision making and processing. And so, yeah, my wife keeps telling me that you, you have to <laughs> you have to be careful what you say as as if you're speaking the truth uh, that's probably the inner salesperson in me talking but you know um i can be very passionate about something and and give all sorts of reasons and facts to justify but yeah i mean you know one of the benefits um i would say for podcasting i mean metrics aside and and all that like you know exposure and the fact that people know your name the opportunity to to meet people you know i'm sure other podcast hosts will attest to this that you know when you have a podcast and you you ask someone to be on the show you invite them on the show like who doesn't love free publicity you know and I think most people are willing to have a chat with you uh, just because you have a podcast you know and so I mean again it sounds a bit like self-serving here but when you can find a way to have you know the person you're interviewing win 
uh, you as the host or interviewer win and your audience win at the same time. I don't think you can find that trifecta other than podcasting, to be honest. And and really because, and I always try to push um, and promote like the people that I've kind of got on my show because to me, it's like, it's not, it's not even my, the episode while I'm the host, I think it's a lot to do with the people, right? The stories that they have, um, the knowledge and experience and expertise that they have. Um, so it's, it's not so much like, wow, look at me, I'm so great and my podcast is awesome. It's really the guests that I try to highlight. So, and the fact that I can be almost like scratching my own itch really, you know, I, I love Tim Ferriss. He's one of the top podcasters in the world, obviously. And and he he has said this many times in his podcast that, you know, the podcast is his own way of scratching his own itch, you know, asking smart people questions that he has been, you know, burning questions that he's had. And, I think it's the same for me, you know, while I know that I should really think about my audience and how this podcast is serving them. Um, in many ways, I try to think of the audience as me, right? So I think one of the posts I did on LinkedIn was, I'm writing for a stadium full of Samuels, right? So people always tell you to think of one person, think of, you know, that ideal kind of like audience in mind. But I tend to think like, look, no one's like me. <laughs> there will be a group of people passionate you know, super fans, um, people who will follow you, um, who are who believe what you believe and love what you love, and there'll be tons of them out there. And if you just kind of have a podcast that is based on your own interests and asking questions that that you you'd be interested in as well, there will be tons of people out there that will be interested in the same topics. So, yeah, I think I mean we're going off tangent here, but yeah, I mean there's so many benefits, but I think really the primary one for me is just having opportunity to, you know, to speak to some of these people that and that that this door would not have opened otherwise. Uh it would not have been f- through other means except from a podcast. So, yeah, I think that's that's one of the main benefits. Thanks for sharing. That is a great mm. overview and summary. And I <laughs> agree with you about the trifecta. Gosh, I was writing notes. I, I think the concept of not just one person in your audience, but a full-blown stadium is so great. Mm. Because you're right. While people are individuals, there's a lot of the same thoughts and questions out there. And so if you can answer that and you're also interested, you're right. It's a complete win. So mm. thanks for sharing that. And your podcast's name is The Marketer's Guide. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Love it. I was listening to a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of got the idea from um, one of the things that I, I realized um, in the journey of trying to build a personal brand is that, you know, uh, we talk about thought leadership as well. I think someone really smart told me that uh, thought leadership is not so much about, you know, sharing your knowledge or expertise, but um, you're also basically a tour guide, <laughs> you know, you're sharing knowledge and experience that, um, of places you've been, you know, intricate knowledge or hidden knowledge that, um, others might not know, but, uh, you've discovered, right? So you're pretty much a tour guide and I see it the same way. And I think, yeah, the other reason is, you know, the Michelin's guide. So this is, <laughs> this is kind of like the marketer's guide. I've been a bit uh, cheeky with the, the titles of each episode and, I kind of given every guest <laughs> a persona <laughs> and, um, you know, like so Mason, for example, is the marketer's marketer, right? Cause he told me that 
he markets marketers. So <laughs> that's kind of like his, his title. And uh, I think it's an open-ended podcast as well. Like um, I had so many ideas, right? Uh, I think we can talk about this a bit more in terms of what do you niche down in? What kind of podcast do you want to be? Do you really have to nail it like right at the start? So obviously for me, um, that's, that's an ongoing uh, thing to work out, right? Because you want the podcast to have a long life and you want it to actually kind of grow almost like um, beyond you. So, you know, I think uh, you did share that you, st- you were thinking through of um, starting a podcast around empathy and um, that may, may not sound like, <laughs> that may not sound like something that you can keep season after season. But yet there are many podcasts out there, you know, right exactly talking about empathy, but just tackling the same thing from a thousand different ways. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel that one of the premise of the show for me at least is that marketing is figureoutable. And what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of times um, marketers um, who say they, they know how it works and they you know, can tell you that this works and this doesn't work and trying to give you their hidden secrets. Actually, the truth is the good marketers will tell you we don't really know. We just have to try and experiment and figure things out. And so I just find that um, the best marketers really are people who actually have a very, well, they have a knack for figuring things out. So they're unconventional. They probably come from non-traditional marketing backgrounds. And yeah, and they just uh, are just really smart people. And they, you know, they have a real knack for solving problems. Um, Yeah, so that's really the premise of my show is that is to find these marketers and have a chat with them on topics that they are passionate about. And so, yeah, so that's the marketer's guide. Uh, who knows what it'll be like uh, in a year from now, but yeah. Oh, it's that's great. And I love the persona for each person. That's so smart. <laughs> that is awesome. Let's see how long I can keep it up. <laughs> yes. Can you go into, um, I love the idea of the unconventional journeys for marketers. Can you go into your own journey and how you got into marketing? Mm. And um, yeah, we'll start there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Uh, unfortunately, I'm one of those who did study marketing. <laughs> so I graduated with a degree in uh, and a major in marketing, uh, business uh, major in marketing. And um, yeah, so I did work um, as a marketer um, for a financial services company um, and basically, you know, learned stuff like social media, uh, newsletters. Um, and this was, yeah, this was ages ago. Um, when I say ages ago, it's probably more than a decade and you know things were so different then like you know it was it was yeah definitely social media was one of the under tapped channels um to distribute and build audiences and yeah i mean after a few years i just felt that i wasn't quite sure about marketing because i felt that just lacking a bit of the the humanness uh of it all um that marketing felt like you know you're almost like creating a false narrative to make people buy, you know, uh, that was the thought that I had then. And yeah, I was, after a few years, I just felt like I, I needed to learn and grow. So I actually went into real estate. Like I spoke to a mentor friend of mine, um, who said like, you know, he's, he, he his business, right? So he was in real estate and he had multiple real estate offices. And he said like, look, um, I spoke to him not not knowing <laughs> that he was recruiting me. I mean, indirectly, but he was like, <laughs> he was like, look, you know, if if you are now looking to learn to grow, do sales. 
right? Sales is the the best way you can learn. You you be thrown in the the deep end, uh, but you learn a lot. So yeah, so I did that. I went to real estate. Uh, long story short, I moved with my family to Australia two years ago, and I knew that I needed to go back into marketing. That I needed to. Uh, kind of reestablish myself from zero, from scratch, you know, with no network in a new market. Yeah, I, I knew no, no one. Um, so I stumbled upon, upon um, inbound marketing. Uh, I've heard about it before, but I wasn't quite, uh, wasn't at that stage yet ready to commit. But like, yeah, I, I, I went, uh, did a few courses online, uh, learned about inbound marketing again, and it became a methodology that I really resonated with because it was about creating content that helps people. And suddenly marketing became interesting to me again. Um, it's like, hey, you know, if if people, if, you know, there is a way that you can be both helpful and at the same time kind of like solving people's problems through marketing, uh, through products and services, um, yeah, there's inbound marketing. And I think yeah, things have changed a lot since then. You know, marketing previously was a lot of social media, you know, mass media. And today it's like, you know, taking a whole different form. You've got TikTok, you've got LinkedIn, you know, um, and all sorts of other platforms for people to market. So it's been a journey, um, but I can say that I feel really great that I can combine all my passions, right? Like uh, one of my core values is helping people uh, that I'm, I derive a lot of pleasure as well as just just who I am. Like I love I love helping people and, and like even sales to me is like I'm helping people make informed decisions and I never like to hard sell or force people into making a purchase decision. You know, and, and now marketing is kind of like the same same thing and I can combine my passion for writing. Um, you know, I can combine my passions for like, yeah, just solving problems and using technology as well. So, so I just feel, um, for me right now, it's an ongoing journey of learning, but I, I just really enjoy myself. <laughs> wow. What a journey. I, I fully resonate with you on helping people. Are you an Enneagram too? Oh, I, I don't really know the Enneagram. Um, <laughs> Not too familiar with that. Uh, different of these personality tools out there, huh? Oh, there are for sure. That was a complete side <laughs> question. Um, creating yeah. content to help people. I love that. You mentioned the evolution of marketing and all the different mm. mediums. Can you go into where you think podcasting is going to fit into the grand scheme of marketing? Mm, wow. Um <laughs> You're asking a, a beginner and expert level question here, so <laughs> I'll try my best. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, I the way I see things, like sometimes um, certain trends um, are way ahead of its time, right? So I think podcasting probably was one of those that, that really kicked off and started. Um, I need to correct the his, my history here, but... I really feel that podcasting really took off with like the iPod and with Apple kind of having its like iTunes and, and allowing a digital means of distributing basically radio. So radio programs and radio shows were one of the ways to kind of like have a mass appeal. And, and, and I think the only limit there was geography. Like, but with podcasting, it kind of opens up you know, to the world because it's all digital. As long as you have an internet connection, you can tune into any podcast around the world, right? So 
Um, I think that technology has been there. It's been used and utilized by you know, individuals. Um, so people who build up personal brands and they use podcasting as a way you know, to kind of like leverage on that. And I think, you know, again, it comes back to the, you know, the state of marketing, right? Where it's on one hand, you know, a company is a brand, but on the other hand, um, people who represent the company, employees, the founders, the CEO and all that also have their own brands, right? And so podcasting, I think, is a way of humanizing, you know, brands. Um, it's a way of humanizing um, brands that, you don't know the face, you don't know the people, um, and quite literally, is giving a voice, <laughs> quite literally, is giving a voice to brands. And so, when I said earlier that I think podcasting is, um, is one of those trends that was way ahead of its time, um, we are seeing a resurgence, or in some ways, maybe we're a bit biased, right, with LinkedIn and all that, but I'm seeing a resurgence, especially amongst B2B marketers, um, because we... You know, the way I see podcasting is that it's actually more niche than mass appeal. You know, you will have those outliers, right? So the ones that appeal to almost everyone um, and they are the ones that always top the charts. But you'll have many podcasts that appeal to very specific niches of uh, niches of people. And, and I think that's kind of like the hidden gem there, you know, like a lot of people re- think that, you know, you have to chase the numbers, you know, grow the audience, grow the downloads, um, get it distributed to as many people as possible. But in reality, like, you know, if you're talking about marketing that actually makes a difference and moves the needle, right? And we're talking about things like revenue, um, growing inbound leads, you know, uh, growing uh, podcasting is really, you know, um, targeting the niches. And so, you know, bring it back to say what we do. So, I work for a company that's an agency that we we serve a lot of B2B clients, right? So so B2B really, I think, can benefit a lot from podcasting because it really is the perfect medium for them to build relationships with audiences and and not just audiences, but your ideal customers as well. And so, like I said earlier, you know, the trifecta of, you know, your, your guests get promoted. Um, you get to learn, you get to connect with your audience and your guests. And, and thirdly, you know, um, there are other people out there, other groups of audiences or even ideal customers that can also kind of put themselves in the shoes of, you know, of your guests because they are of the same, they cut from the same cloth, really. There is some sort of a um, resurgence right now because I guess it's coming alongside, you know, the technology uh, improving a lot, you know, um, Apple selling a lot of AirPods <laughs> and and making podcasting a very portable thing makes it just so much more accessible now. And so I'm, I'm not concerned that the number of podcasts are growing. I don't think that's a problem because um, the right the, the right topics, the right niche will find the right audience uh, eventually. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's just, it's just like content. You know, all you got to do really is to put it out there and eventually, you know, um, you do it long enough, people will find you, people will start digesting and consuming this content and eventually yeah you, you might find you know the benefits come even much later like it, it's probably not going to be instant because um i think podcasting also operates in a space where um it's more open ended right so you you won't have uh, a buyer who is ready to make a pur- purchase decision coming to listen to a podcast and then deciding like that's for me 
<laughs> you probably won't, but it's that constant kind of reminder, you know, and that's why I think um, just having sponsors on podcasts really actually, you know, helps because every episode that you listen, you know, every time you hear the, the ad, really the sponsored ad, um, it's just drilling into your head, you know, so, so that's really, I think repetition is kind of, um, yeah, what, what podcast is good for, you know, like just kind of like say the same topic, like in a thousand different ways and get your message out there. It's just like how there are so many companies out there. You wouldn't not start a company just because, you know, you, you, you might be the same exact type of organization. Um, every company is very different, but you might be a marketing agency. There's, there's lots of marketing agencies, but how you approach marketing and how you approach your customers could be so different. Really what I'm hearing you say is podcasting humanizes these organizations and helps their uh, potential buyers or even their current customers understand them even better. Yeah. Which is a fabulous, it's such a <laughs> great, uh, it's such a great case study on why you should start a podcast yeah, like, like, if you're a business. Can, can I add? Um, so the way I see like how you can build trust in a relationship, right? There's, there's so many ways, but um, you know, the benefit of the internet is this, is that words can carry far and wide like beyond what you can imagine like you know i'm based here in australia um you're in in the states you're in florida and the fact that we can connect you know across borders time zones even <laughs> um shows the power of internet and and but the downside is that while words can go far um it's just very one-dimensional and the way i see it is that uh, it's the difference between listening to a recording on Spotify, listening to a song on Spotify versus going to a live concert, right? You know, every level, right? So from writing words on the internet, you know, to hearing and listening to podcasts and attending even live, you know, webinars or live, like what do you call it? Live spaces or, you know, um, recordings on LinkedIn, you know, being live there in the audience and listening to people and having and the fact that you can see the expressions on their faces as they speak. Um, and then, you know, the face-to-face, -face, like each of these actually are different levels of fidelity where, you know, the difference from listening to a Spotify, you know, song on Spotify versus listening to a live concert, obviously the live concert is going to give you a much greater experience right? And, and the, a deeper and richer relationship. And so, you know, podcasting is kind of in the middle because it's not quite the face-to-face, -face, but it brings people a lot closer. So I think the only element missing really is the face-to-face, -face, um, you know, looking out for facial cues and kind of like getting to know someone. Um, but, but audio, um, audio actually helps to build relationships and trust more than words that you publish on the internet. So, I think that's the way I see it. So if you really want to get closer to your audience and, and build even deeper relationships, you can have you can have a newsletter, right? You can start there. You know, you can have a podcast that's next level. And then, you know, thirdly is having like meet the fan kind of things, you know, where you have a concert and you have people show up to you and you and you talk to them, you know? And I think that's where um ideally like we, we can have kind of like a little bit of each, right? But you you wanna to continue to 
be able to build opportunities and deepen relationships. And I think podcasting plays a very critical role in helping people connect, like, you know, like humanizes the brand. It gives a voice to the brand. And yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just different when you can hear and kind of like, yeah, listen to the emotion almost that words on a, you know, words on the internet can't really convey. Sure. Love that analogy of the concert and bringing trust even deeper with a brand and with a person. And I've heard many times that audio storytelling is more intimate of an experience because you're normally in your car or you're doing your dishes or you're <laughs> doing something multitasking. Um, so yeah. yes, I, I love that. That's amazing. So we've talked a lot about how podcasts help build brands um, for organizations. You've definitely touched on personal branding. What advice do you have for younger professionals just getting started in podcasting? Mm, that, yeah, that's that's the uh, golden question there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel um, if I give the advice, just do it, it's probably not going to be useful. Um, but I, I say this, you know, um, you need to almost start building a network and audience first. And what I mean by that is that um, it does two things, right? So I've actually started posting on LinkedIn two years ago. Um, it was a slow climb um, and uh, just kind of figuring out the intricacies of the platform, but have been actually connecting with people and, you know, really good people in the same industry and, you know, eventually some of them became guests, you know. So, for example, Aaron, Aaron Lin was one of the guests um, on my podcast. Like, the internet is very, really funny sometimes because I, I Googled and I found him online and I found his blog and he reminded me of, <laughs> I call him the Asian James Clear um, because he was literally, like, writing about business, about productivity and all those sort of things. And, um, and... And then when I started being active on LinkedIn, I have actually been, you know, connecting with him. Um, and I don't know, like we ex exchanged a few messages here and there and decided to, yeah, just, um, yeah, just kind of connect with one another. And I think, um, you know, he kind of like said that because I've been really active on LinkedIn, inspired him to also kind of get into LinkedIn a bit more. And every time he does, I'm like liking his posts. I'm like engaging, like I'm the, you know, the, the one, the first like and the only like sometimes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Aaron. But, um, you know, it's, it's something that I've been doing like consciously or not. But when I think back about this and I think, you know, you ask any of the podcasters, um, they'll say the same, like, you, you know, before you pop the question, <laughs> will you be on my show? The fact that you've already established some sort of relationship, you know, liking their posts, um, engaging with them, you know, DMing them, and you already have an established relationship. So I, I would say anyone starting, like, firstly, start somewhere and build a network, uh, an audience, uh, whatever you want to call it. But you know that eventually these are the people, firstly, who will be guests on your show. Like, ignore, firstly, the audience, right? Let's say, don't worry about the audience so much, but... Firstly, who do you want to be on your show? And, and I'm saying that because I feel, that's, that's just me, but I feel shows um, that have guests and um, 
or at least primarily have and feature guests are probably the way podcasts should go. Like that's at least what I've been doing. But I find that these podcasts are much more interesting, <laughs> you know, and, and you have a variety that serve like all sorts of people. So I feel that if you want to start a podcast and you're going to have guests on the podcast, you need to connect and have a network, you know, and, and, and of course that gives you the credibility as well. So like, yeah, I mean, all the stories about, you know, which mic to buy, you know, which platform to use and how to edit your podcast. I think you'll figure it out, right? You, you're all smart people <laughs> and the internet, you know, YouTube, Sweetfish, um, there's some content out there that will teach you how to do it. Um, but I think the most important step really is to build that network and connection. And then when you launch the podcast, you have people who will be advocates for you, right? You'll be pe- you have people who will kind of like, you know, shout it on the rooftops for you. You know, it's the same thing that, that Mason did, the same thing that Joseph uh, Lewin did for my podcast. They shared it with their network and, you know, it blew up. It got like 30 um, listeners and <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, numbers aside, really like, you know, they become advocates because you have an established relationship now and they are, they are more than happy to kind of like, you know, invite you to their own networks and share your, your, your interview or your podcast, you know, to their network. So, so like I said, I think it's, um, that would be my, my advice to people is that start with, um, don't start with thinking about what the show would be about, but start building a network first because that will allow you to figure things out. That I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I definitely agree with that. Building, building relationships, relationships um, will end up building trust. What's your secret sauce for making a podcast episode engaging? <laughs> the secret sauce is <laughs> having the right guests. I think. Um, look. You know, the honest truth is that uh, people love stories, right? And people love other people that tell stories. And nothing kills an episode more uh, quicker than a boring one in some sense. (laughs) Sometimes a lot of the topics that we speak about on this podcast, they're all pretty much, you know, going to be hovering around the same thing. So I want interesting stories. I want interesting perspectives and people that actually know what they're talking about uh, on the show. So I would say, you know, to make an interesting show, you just need interesting guests. Um, <laughs> because I feel personally that I'm not the one carrying the show, uh, even though I think the interviewer does um, play an important role. But I feel that it's the stories, it's the people that I have on my show that's going to carry it and it's going to amplify it uh, and bring it further. So I think more practically, you know, um, I think it's about being a good kind of listener um, and kind of picking up things um, in the conversation or even from elsewhere that you can bring in and, 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 and give an insight that people might not have heard before or talked about, you know. And so I think I love asking my guests questions about, you know, their, how they became marketers in the first place, you know, what do they love doing outside of marketing? Because I think these stories are things that you are uniquely qualified to share. And I think that's that's probably where um, people are more interested in is the stories and the backgrounds and the stuff that you don't see on our online profiles like LinkedIn. Um, that's, I think, what makes it interesting. So yeah, I mean, no secret sauce really. I think I would say I'm a, I'm a average to above average interviewer, but 
I would say it's about getting the right guests on the show. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't agree more. The storytelling aspect is huge. And so essentially what I hear you're saying is become a storyteller and then just do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 the way I see um, the podcast hosts, um, the, the role that we play as podcast hosts really is like, you know, like it's like weaving, right? Because you have all these different threads of stories that, you know, can go all over the place in the, in an episode because, you know, you hear about how like, you know, like um, someone, like I, I climbed the tree and I fell and like, I and then I, I got hit by the car or whatever. And, and then I became a marketer. And then you're talking about like podcasting and personal branding and LinkedIn. And I think it's all, it's all about how you weave it together into an interesting narrative that people will find engaging and interesting enough. So I think we get better at it, you know. I, I I think after recording what like more than twelve episodes, I think um I just find myself getting more into it and and being more of an active listener and and picking up things and and kind of poking and prodding and um I think Ashley Ashley Faust, who's one of the guests that on my last episode said that you know even on LinkedIn she finds that she she engages in a lot of sparring right where you're challenging ideas you're actually having a back and forth because that sharpens both you know the other person and yourself although you're still great friends you know and i think a good podcast podcast is not someone uh at least um what i try to do is always play almost like the devil's advocate you know like tell me like the worst advice or tell me um like the biggest uh, failure that you did as a marketer or like, I don't fully think that, you know, let's push that further a little bit, you know, I don't fully agree with that. Or can, can we just kind of like, um, you know, this is what people say, do you agree? Or, you know, so I feel that it's, it's all about like, yeah, just kind of like stir the pot a little bit um, and, and almost like make, um, make it uh, that it's, it's again, it's either doubling down on the same point or is then trying to offer a different perspective that nails it for the audience and helps land it rather not nails it, but lands it for the audience. And so the point at least drives home, you know? So, so I think that's, that's probably other things that, um, that will make an interesting podcast. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. I think that's solid advice, honestly, because again, going back to, if you're starting a podcast, you're talking about a topic that might be, you know, very popular. It's really about the perspective mm. on what you bring. So yeah, couldn't agree right. with that more. Um, don't mean to be too agreeable, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, uh, definitely hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine that, you know, we, we can align and agree with our guests. I think that's, that's okay. Like, uh, but yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to to disagree a little bit and, you know, like be a bit sensational because I think that um, that's what's going to cause people to think ultimately, you know, like, you know, you and I know that LinkedIn is a place where people come to agree. <laughs> and, you know, with, with podcasting, I think it gives you an opportunity to also challenge yourself. And I think, you know, it's not that I'm I'm standing opposed to that idea. It's just that, I want you to convince me, you know, convince me a bit more that this idea is worth, 
kind of fighting for or you know it's a hill worth dying on like I think like that's kind of the role of to me um, an interviewer is like someone who's willing to like you spar with the other person and make sure that you know you give me an idea worth worth talking about thanks for sharing that I love those thoughts well to to yeah. wrap up the episode <laughs> I have some rapid fire questions for you what is your best career advice um, start a blog, um, write and publish yeah. online and put yourself out there and you know, be active on LinkedIn. Love it. Thank you. What's your current favorite podcast? That's a hard question to answer. Uh, I've got a couple that I always go back to. Um, the Knowledge Project by Shane, Shane Parrish, I want to say. Um, I also love uh, The Future by Chris Doe. Chris Do. And also... Um, in my long commutes in the past, I used to binge episodes of um, Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, yeah, I mean, it's more storytelling. And I mean, he's a great storyteller, number one. But it's also like kind of different from all the business leadership kind of podcasts that I'm, I'm used to, by the way. So um, it's, yeah, it's just kind of a good change of pace. And yeah, you know, it's, it's so many great podcasts out there. But yeah, these would be my top three. And then what book are you reading right now? Oh, geez. Um, you know, I am the kind of person who starts many books, but I don't finish them. <laughs> um, there is a book by um, Stephen Pressfield that I'm reading. Um, and I've not picked it up in a few days, but <laughs> that's why the, the, the title escapes me. So Stephen Pressfield is the author of The War of Art. Um, he has another book, and I'll get back to you on that, but... Yeah, this other book was about the creative process and um, and yeah, how do you overcome resistance when you're starting any new endeavor? And so yeah, it's a great great little short book, but yeah, I'm enjoying that right now. Thank you, that's great. And of course, where can people connect with you? Yeah, um, I'm primarily active on LinkedIn and uh, occasionally on Twitter, but uh, primarily on LinkedIn. So if you'd like to connect, just yeah, just follow or add me on LinkedIn. Great. And I'll be sure to link your LinkedIn in the show notes, as well as the marketer's guide, because everyone should go listen. Thanks, Samuel. This has been great. Thank you so much, Angela. You've been listening to Personal Podcaster. Thanks so much for joining us today. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. And if you can, please leave us a quick rating of the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.